What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the chatter with Chuck and Houdini. I'm glad we're doing one of these, Houdini, because it has been a rough, what, 96 hours with technology, to say the least. For those of you that don't know, and here's a little cross-promotion off the top, if you're a fan of the Cincinnati Bearcats, check out the show Chatterbox Bearcats. For those of you that don't give a damn about UC or college basketball in general, it's a funny story regardless to open up the show. Why don't you take BYU, Houdini? Why don't you explain that debacle out of the gate so we can hear your voice and I don't go on a little monologue? And then I'll explain last night's debacle in Texas. But you take us back to, what, uh, last Saturday. Yeah, so you'll have to fill me in on what happened after my technical difficulties that were um, really on me and only me. It wasn't It wasn't the Wi-Fi's fault. That was 100% on Houdini there. Um, but essentially I was visiting a buddy in Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, BYU big game, number 12 team in the country on the road. So we're going to the bar. I don't even know if I told you everything that happened, Chuck, we're going to the bar and I'm going, okay, this is a big game opening the the big 12 slate. I really want to do it, but want to make sure I'm going to be able to do it without looking like a jackass. Well, that, that last part did not happen. I looked like an absolute jackass, but so it's like 12, whatever, 12, 15 when the game wraps up and I'm hopping on and I'm thinking we're at this bar, pretty big place. There's multiple spots I could go kind of outside or in like the patio area where no one is. So I'm like, perfect. I'll just hop out there, get on there for 10, 15, whatever it is. All of a sudden the game ends. I shit you not. I guess I should have realized Fort Wayne doesn't, doesn't stay out too late. The entire bar emptied like within seconds after midnight. And I'm sitting there going, like, what the hell? And then my buddies who've been drinking all damn day, along with me, are like, dude, we're getting an Uber. I'm doing the live thing on a live stream on YouTube with hundreds of people in the chat, you know, going nuts because UC made a, a great win against BYU. And they're, like, basically saying either if I get in this Uber, I'm either being stranded in a Fort Wayne bar that's closed. They literally said you have to leave. Or I hop in the Uber. Me being 30, I thought that they were going to be able to handle this. They couldn't. They were talking shit in the background, uh, yelling. They were giving each other wet willies at one point in the car. I, I don't know what was happening, but long story short, we ended up going in a bridge or under a bridge. I got cut out completely, and the last thing I remember is you blasting Creed. Um, and I couldn't hear anything you were saying, but Creed was going on in the background, and then it cut out completely for me. So you, you tell me where I missed there. You need to fill in the gaps there. It's the only instant reaction show in the market and there's a lot of pressure on it you know there's a lot of different buttons i'm live streaming i'm running graphics i thought i was potting down houdini through the stream deck and i accidentally hit the band creed the song higher i hit it and uh it just started blaring as loud as it could go i didn't realize it i didn't have headphones in they heard the music they could hear the music well let's just put it that way because i thought it was because i was driving through a tunnel in fort wayne no, that was exactly what they were hearing was just, can you take me high? No one can hear me. So, yeah, that was BYU. Um, but after that two-minute period, we landed the ship safely. Texas, on Tuesday night, I go down in the basement with about 30 seconds to go where the studio is. I'm watching the game on my phone, but I'm, like I said, we pride ourselves as being the only instant reaction show in town. So I'm trying to set this thing up. While watching the game, ADHD kicks in. I missed the last 15, 20 seconds of the game. I, last thing I remember was Lukosius hitting a jumper. Bearcats go up three. I definitely didn't see the ending. I thought UC had won. 
I was preparing for it because I saw them celebrate with nine seconds or whatever it may be. I saw the red jerseys dancing and little did I know that was not the end of the game. It did not say final. It said eight seconds or whatever it said. And so we try to go on right away. Hudson can't connect to me. He can't hear me. I can't hear him. I'm switching around all the settings. Mind you, neither of us touch our computers. Technology stinks. Like we didn't even touch our computers from the night before when it worked the game before rather. And this time just a complete disaster. So I pull him up over the phone. He's trying to, you know, I'm trying to talk to him over the phone while, you know, the audio is clearly going into the broadcast. They can hear us, but we can't hear each other. So we're communicating that way. Uh, 21st century problems. I hit the wrong button on the stream deck. So videos are going everywhere where they're not supposed to. Graphics are flying off. Houdini's cutting in and out. It was the, the show itself. Once it got underway was great, but it was a, I mean, it was a disaster. We had to end a stream because we couldn't figure out what's going on. It was just me screaming fuck, fuck for like 25 seconds. And literally there was like 150 people waiting for that show, ready to go. The second show got about half that because I stopped the stream and panicked right there. I mean, that's an absolute tangent to begin this show, but technology has not been nice. We tried to go live actually for the first time in 2024 um, in, in, for this show. And that did not happen because once again, we couldn't hear each other. And so we had to go to the backup. We had to go to the audio only podcast, which um, it got the job done for a long time, Houdini. And now I remember why we stopped this show in the first place it was like this 24 7 every time we connected even just getting the audio to work was a pain in the ass to where we're just like i i, I can't do it anymore and uh it's been tough lately but let's start the show let's start the chatter houdini technology folks um yes the goat the greatest of all time nick saban has retired it's a sad day it's a sad day for the word program it's a sad day for college football um, he's one of the few, he was one of the few like OGs. We still got what, um, Bill Belichick still employed at least while we're recording this. I don't know if that'll change anytime soon. Cause Pete Carroll's gone as of today. You got Popovich is still around. And then other than that, I don't know if there's too many of the, the 70 plus crowd still coaching ball anywhere. So this is kind of a, a sad day in general. I think the NIL and the transfer portal just killed killed the old guys. They're like, what What the fuck am I doing? I can't. They're like, we're, we're recruiting our own players just to stay. If I don't start them as a freshman, they leave. I got to talk to Jeff Weiler to make sure this kid gets 600 grand and a Camaro. It's it's tough sledding to be a, a coach in college, man. So I get getting the hell out of there. Um, but were you, were you surprised by this? Because I kind of was. I thought he was going to do a, a few more years for sure. Or maybe do the uh, – the last year, like the Coach K, where he you know goes to every damn stadium and they bring him out at halftime on the sidelines and do the whole parade. Um, but were you shocked by this? Yeah, I would say this is just a, a stunner all the way around. If you would have put the odds out there, no one would have even looked for those odds because they wouldn't have thought it was a real bet that would be on the table with, with Saban retiring. I mean, am I wrong here saying that it's a uh, – it's it's a stunner. It would have been as stunning as LeBron James retiring last year when he hinted at it. Hinted. Yeah, I mean, he, I know he dyes his hair brown, but let's remember, he is he's like 72. I mean, the way I look at it, it's like if I was Nick Saban, I would have retired legitimately 15 years ago. I would have been like 58 and just went into the, the sunset. But these football head, head coaches, like, they're not all the way there. 
They're 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 different. Like they don't give a shit. Like right after he wins a national title every year, he's like, we're going back, we're watching tape. And he's like, and I'm going on the recruiting trail here in 10, 10, 15 minutes. We're not celebrating for a second. Like they're just different uh breeds, but I I do think the yeah, the NIL stuff probably he's like, dude, I'm too old for this shit. Um, I'm sure his like wife is like, Hey Nick, you know, you all you've looked at is a, a football field for the last 50 years, maybe, maybe we can spend some quality time. And he finally gave in after 50 years of doing it. Um, but this is kind of, I think we're going to lose guys like Nick Saban. Like, I think it's a dying breed. We're now getting like the 35 year old nerds that are like analytic guys. And we're not getting like the, you know, the, the hard ass head football, the old ball coach. So that's why I'm just like that. He's who I think of when I think of a football coach. Yeah. I don't think of Mike McDaniels. You know what I mean? Like doing like yeah. a fucking equation on the board and being like, well, if you look at this and the angle here, it's if you Millhouse. get the ball. Yeah. Like this is devastating stuff. I, I didn't think I'd be hurt or I'd be upset by Nick Saban retiring, but I, I kind of am. I got to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, uh, it, it's a different game. You don't have the curmudgeons anymore. And Saban got better over the years. I thought uh, a little more pleasant with the media at least, but Jim Beheim's another one you mentioned retired 1000% right. That it does feel like the coaches have all changed. The, the Zach Taylor's the Kyle Shanahan's the Sean McVay's the guys that you would like basically want to go out and have a beer with, right? Like, Oh, I'd go out and have a beer with, with McDaniel and talk football. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near Nick Saban with a beer. You know, he scares me. Like, I don't want that guy coming to my living room. You know, it's one of those ordeals. But the guys that play for him love him. You know, he's their coach. That's how the coaches right. were growing up. It's like you were scared of them. You know, he wasn't your buddy. Some of these coaches nowadays, they some feel like your buddy. And, and with everyone that retires that had that curmudgeonness, that Jim Beheim in them, or that Jim Calhoun, or that Bob Knight, or that you know, I'm, I'm naming all basketball coaches, but go with the football, the Bill Parcells, you know, the whoever it may be. They're they're a dying breed and another one they bites are. the dust unexpectedly. They're too. And, and honestly, I, I this is probably a bad way to judge it, but the new coaches are too hot, dude. We, we can't have like they had like Stefanski and uh, McVeigh on like the top like 150, like hottest dudes list by some bullshit publication. We know I want Bill Parcells that like clearly hasn't done a sit up in like 25 years and eats wings and has like three bud heavies every night and just kind of farts and grunts around. That's Rex a football Ryan. coach. Yes. Give me Rex Ryan and his feet, his foot fetish. Give me all that stuff. We're getting too pretty in the game of football and I'm not, I'm not loving it. It's probably a necessary um, evil that's coming into the game, but um, yeah, I'm going to shed a little bit of a tear because I think this uh, here in the next couple of years, I think they're all going to be gone, man. Think about this, and I've thought about it long and hard over the last few weeks. For whatever reason, he popped into my mind, and I just thought in modern-day terms, the year 2024, how absurd this is. Jerry Faust, who was a head coach at my alma mater, Moeller High School in Cincinnati. Jerry Faust, um, a legend, one of the greatest high school football coaches of all time. This dude from Moeller, put together dynasty, don't get me wrong, got a job as the head freaking coach at Notre Dame in their heyday. Can you imagine that press release coming out in the year 2024? Like imagine going straight from Moeller high school and walking into the best recruits, the best facility um, in the world 
from a college collegiate perspective. It's just insanity to me. And I think he failed pretty miserably. Am I, am I accurate on that? I wouldn't say extremely miserably. I mean, the, the house from, you know, we got to get Tim on the show because honestly, Tim would be a great interview on Jerry Faust. He probably remembers that in real time. Um, I'm pulling up his record the, as we speak. Uh, the local TV station and what was it? Iowa. Oh yeah. He was out in Des Moines, brother. Des Moines. Yeah. So growing up in Des Moines, you know, he's watching late night sports center with Oberman and Patrick and, um, they're talking Jerry Faust. I got my eras way mixed up. I think, I don't think, uh, Jerry Faust coincided with Oberman and Patrick or ESPN for that matter. I mean, that's a long ass time ago, but insanity All right, that actually happened. Let, let's let's just for the people so they know. Listen, he wasn't god awful, but he was not good. I mean, he went five and six, which honestly, coming straight from high school to start, that's a win for me. Then six and four, seven and five, seven and five, five and six, and then our boy went to Akron, where he really shined, and had I think two winning seasons in like ten, and finished his collegiate career in ninety four, going one and ten for the Akron Zips. So the, the, the legend of Jerry Faust is something to behold. There needs to be a documentary on this guy. I, I really believe that. Stephen A. Smith talking about Notre Dame hiring Jerry Faust would just be content for the ages. <laughs> a high school coach. They brought him in from high school. Oh, I just, I, I can't even imagine, you know, that's um, a, a different world we live in, but that's what made me think of um, some of these coaches retiring. Not that they coincided with Jerry Faust, but it just felt like that old school, that old school mentality where you did things a little bit differently and uh, you didn't care about the analytics as much because Jerry Faust, obviously they're not falling analytics with that hire. They're not like, Oh, let's get with a guy that was just, you know, coaching 16 year olds to state championships in Cincinnati, Ohio division one though. Division one. Let's go with him. So um, different era, different era. It's a defining week for a lot of people, Houdini. I should say weekend, not week, because week it's it's pretty easy to make the right choices sometimes. At least when you get into that routine, you have the normal nine to five, whatever it may be, where it's pretty structured for the most part. And it's wash, rinse and repeat as long as you can uh, wake up without snoozing a little too many times. Gets in a routine, you know? But otherwise, this is a defining weekend for a lot of the folks out there. Dry January, I've heard a lot about it. Everyone wants to participate this year in dry January. A few of our listeners, dry January, this is the year we get it done. A, I've accidentally been dry a lot of months. You know, forget January. It's been a, a random June here or there. Um, because I've told you that I had to work the weekends and you know, you work at the weekends, you get off at midnight, whatever it may be. Sometimes you want to just go home and, and get in bed and complete a dry June or a dry August or whatever it may be. But January, this is the time folks. This is the time where everyone puts their shit together. They decide they're going to learn Spanish. They decide they're going to go out and, um, pick up some massive hobby or they're going to train to be a professional boxer at the age of 31 years old or whatever it may be. And this is the weekend where they hit the skid where someone says, Hey, John's having a party. They go, they have way too much to drink. The next day is just a disaster. They're lucky if they can get up to get a Gatorade before 3 PM devastating scene. And it's all downhill from there. So just remember folks, 
as you go into this weekend, choices, choices. If you're going to do that dry January, this is the defining moment. This weekend right here, that second one where you're up against it, peer pressure comes into play. You control your own destiny, folks. You control your own destiny. Go out. If somebody asks you to go out, grab some drinks. It's the NFL wild cards on Saturday. What are you going to be a complete loser? Just stay home like a dumbass. Go out, have a couple of cocktails. Okay. Maybe, maybe take a step back though. Maybe don't have the 15 or 20 and, you know, start cussing out people at a bar and getting tossed out on your, on your ass at one 30 in the morning, maybe dial it back a little bit, but come on dry January it's for cowards. It just is. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. Have you done a dry January before? You're saying no, but you've done other months that are completely dry. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like tallying it, but I do think that they're definitely in San Francisco for sure. Maybe Lexington, not as much just because there was more pressure around because I had neighbors that drank and stuff. But when I was in Pacifica, I was, you know, 15 minutes away from a soul that I actually like really knew aside from just some right. stragglers on the street, whatever it may be, you know, but like most of the people I worked with friends, whatever, they were at least 15 minutes away in some part of the city, whereas I'm in Pacifica. So you're, you're working it's, on a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday from three to midnight. Like there's not really time to go out even if you want to. So you do a few of those and there were probably some months, I mean, maybe three, four weeks, maybe not a full month. And eventually I took a vacation or there was something going down, you know, whatever it may be. But um, I, I've never planned it out to where it's like, this is going to be right. a month where I'm going to go completely dry. I will say, now that I do have the nine to five in the normal schedule, that is a little crazy, folks. I mean, it, you're right. And I will, we'll do an I will say off because you just said this, but I will say that if you don't, you must feel amazing after like a month of just not drinking. There's no doubt about it. Like I've gone, I don't think I've done a month, but you know, it'll be a couple weekends in a row for whatever reason. You feel like a million bucks. You wake up on Sunday, you're like, there's nothing I can't do. Like the world is my oyster. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tackle today's task. Like, and and after a night of drink or whatever, like you said, you're just glued to the couch. You're you're ordering B dubs on DoorDash, you're spending 46 bucks on 12 boneless wings. You feel like dog shit until Wednesday. So I will, I will say there is some, you know, substance to the dry January. It's just tough that when Friday hits. And you've been pissed off all week at work. It's like your buddy hits you up. You want to you do a happy hour? You're like, you know what? I fucking do. I really do want to do a happy hour. Let's get out of here. So, you know, props to anybody that's doing it. it um, it's not going to be me. Probably not Chuck either this year. But uh, I don't know. Next year is always a, a possibility. Houdini says go. If you don't want to go, just go. Just go. Just fucking go, guys. MySpace top five. Hardest workouts you've ever done. You ask me if it's exercises. You're like, well, is the squat a workout? I'm like, it can be a standalone exercise or it can be a modification, a um, superset. The floor is yours. You can start it off number five. Um, Yeah, I'm all over the damn place on this one. Because um, I wasn't even really sure what the task I was at hand to do, but we're going to do it anyway. And I'm going to go number five. I ran into this recently. I'm going to go pull-ups, number five. Not chin-ups, but pull-ups. These, back in the day when, I don't know, when I was, like, younger, you could just rip out a bunch of pull-ups and you'd feel great about it. And now it's it's getting harder and harder. I actually had a 
friend of the program over what about a year ago and i have one of those pull-up bars you know that you can put on the door frame or whatever and i was telling him there's no way you could do five pull-ups so you know us you know we were we were in our 20s at that point chuck we were 29 years old so this is normal behavior so we did like a pull-up contest at my apartment and i was in louisville kentucky at the time so an hour and a half away this kid gets up give him credit he knocks out like six of them right and by the end of it, you know, he's, we're just sitting down and I'm looking at him. He's sweating. I can tell he, it looks like he's about to throw up. It looks like I just put him through like an insanity workout class. And I'm like, dude, is, are, are you good? He's like, I, I'm, I think I need to leave. And he Six. gets in his fucking car and drives an hour and a half back on 71 back to Cincinnati from Louisville. So that's how dangerous pull-ups are, man. They are, it's a dangerous exercise. It'll, it'll knock your ass back an hour and a half, um, you know, north back up to Cincinnati. So Number five, pull-ups. I would have gone with the slow motion ones. I don't know if you've ever done them, but eight count down, eight count up, slow motion pull-ups. So one, two, three, on the way down, and then the same thing on the way up. It is so hard on the way up. You know, when you're at like five, six, seven, eight, you know, and and kind of just inching over the bar at that point, you do like five reps of those, a couple sets, you're toast. Number five, I'm going to go with the... uh the bring Sally up push-up challenge. You ever heard of this before? I have not. I have okay, not. So it's just a song that goes, bring Sally up, bring Sally down. Boom, 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 boom. And it's to this rhythm. It started off with just air squats where you hold at the bottom. And the caveat to this is at some points, there's like this 10 second, almost like when you're doing the, uh, the drinking the white claws to thunder, you know, and, there's the electric guitar solo that's 15 seconds or whatever to where you just got to drink the entire time. It's like this with the bring Sally up to where it's 10 seconds of the music and you have to be sitting down in that squat for the entire time. Um, it's pretty hard. You just, you follow the beat, you know, bring Sally up, bring Sally down. And then there's a holding part and you do it for, I think three minutes and 50 seconds. It's pretty hard, but it's, it's maintainable. The push up one of that, it's impossible. You try it next time you work out. If you're listening, try it, turn it on. If you can get, you know, two minutes, you're in elite shape folks, or you just have uh insane will the first time you tried it. Cause it's tough. You know, you get two and a half minutes, you're in, you're in damn good shape and you don't need any resolutions. You're doing just fine. Pat yourself on the back and enjoy life a little. Number five, the bring Sally up push up challenge. So do you listen to the song? Is there an actual song? Yeah, it's Is an actual song. It's an you actual listen song. To it while yes. you do it. Yep. So it's like a thunder. It's like thunder for when you like chug the beer, but for the workouts. All right. This is this is good for dry January, people. If you want to start switching up some routines, get rid of the thunder song where you're chugging, you know, Keystone Lights. Get into the whatever, Sally Up, Sally Down thing. Um, I'm gonna go with just because you said that, just um workshopping off you. I'll go with wall sits. Specifically, wall sits when you were like a sixth grade basketball player, and you know the the whatever the the dad of the team that was coaching that had no idea like anything about basketball, but knew that you gotta give some work ethic to these kids and make them do wall sits for like way too long. They'd put like a dumbbell in your lap or something. You'd be doing a wall sit for like ten minutes and can't walk. Um, those were brutal, man. Wall sits. I haven't done one in a while, but uh, those were tough. I'm going to go number four because wall sits are great, but I'm going to take you one step higher and just win this, uh, win this round. Number four, the bus drivers. It's a wall sit, but you have a 25 pound plate in front of you 
and you're twisting it with your arms straight out like oh. you're driving a bus so you feel it in your shoulders your wrist flexors and you're in the squat position you do that for a minute try that one um that's the uh the wall sit on steroids so number four the bus driver yeah that's i've, I've heard of those I love how you like sent me this as if I've done like you've been in like a workout instructor. You've done all these crazy ass classes. I'm like, dude, I haven't done any like exotic workout. Like I do pretty basic shit. I know. I mean, you could tell that I'm yoked out of my mind, but uh, there, there's not a whole lot going on over here. Fair enough. I mean, I will say low Neil shout out Lorenzo Neil that we had on that. That workout's a nice little 10 minute uh, workout thing. So you get get a good pump going. I'm not putting it on my top five, but uh, it's uh, not a bad one. Um, I'll go with, yeah, I got the heart is, rate up. Oh, hundred percent. I'm going to go with anything as far as just uphill running is concerned. I think everybody has been on a team at some point where the coach brought them outside and there's some big ass hill or you're doing stairs, anything like that. If you throw sand in the mix, I remember they had like, uh, who was it? Melvin Gordon, like had Timberlands on and was it some Sandy, mountaintop going up and down. I think he rushed for 1500 yards that year. So anything uphill as far as running, it doesn't seem that bad until you are going up and down that damn thing. And it, uh, it can get brutal. Number three, let's go with, um, backwards sled pulls. If you've seen the, uh, the sleds at the gym from time to time, if you, you know, belong to one of those ones that has a turf field or whatever it may be, or you just did them in sports growing up, where you push the sleds with the 45-pound plates on them, that is tough enough. But the backwards pull, it's great because you don't really feel it while you're doing it. You're just pulling. You're not thinking anything about it. And then as soon as you stop, your heart rate just spikes. Your legs are on fire. I don't know what it is about the movement, but just pulling that sled backwards with the weight on it, that's my number three, man. It's good stuff. If you're ever in a position where your gym has you know, those gizmos and gadgets, LA fitness has them some, uh, you, you, you try that the backward sled, just, just pull a backward sled, um, 10 yards on and off for 15 minutes. It, it sounds fucking terrible. So I'll take your word for it. Never done the backward sled. Um, but I'm jotting it down. I might just go out and do like all these and see which one actually is the, the shittiest. Um, I'm going to go to kind of off the wall here. I'm going to say Pilates just as a general workout. Um, and it's mainly because of, and probably a lot of the listeners here, I I'm so out of place at a Pilates class, man. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, it'll be like, you know, the downward, downward dog position. And then we're going to do the reverse downward. And, you know, I'm like, what, what are we in a porno here? I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. My flexibility is so trash that even the basic like beginner Pilates stuff is so <laughs> difficult for me because I'm just not flexible. And that's something I need to work on in uh, the year 2024. So I'll say Pilates, not necessarily the, the, the biggest, you know, cardio hit to you, but it's uh it can get tough if you've, if you've never done it and you're, you know, it is le little flexible as I am. Uh, you literally just described yoga. I Pilates is similar, dude. They're like, you got to hold like planks. I think it's more core workout than yoga. It's, I think, yeah. I think they're the same thing, Chuck. I think it's fair to say yoga, Pilates, it's the same. Yeah. Shit. Pure bar. Like that's gotta be the same thing, right? All, all that stuff. Yeah. The, uh, it's all core. My work. girlfriend wants me to go and I refuse, like I refuse to go to a literal class to do it. I did it a couple of times in COVID like online just cause my sisters were doing it. And I'm just, 
I don't know how I feel about showing up to a Pilates class. You're the only dude there. They're calling you names. You can't. Dude, you're you can't the only dude there at any workout class. That's the thing. Like, even if you go to an Orange Theory, there's an 85% chance. I coached there long enough to know. There's an 85% chance it's you and, you know, 17 other females. You're probably right. They tend to like workout classes more from what I've seen, considering I've never actually been to one. So guys just throw on headphones, do 45 minutes of biceps as they stare into the mirror and listen to some, you know, 1999 green day or whatever it may be. Um, that's what the dudes out there are doing. And, uh, we're a simple breed, man. Yeah. And, And how about the dudes out there that are drinking a bang while they work out in the sleeveless hoodies that I have no idea where people get those. I guess they're uh, specialty online orders. Cause I've never actually seen one of those in any of the stores I'm shopping at, but I like them. Um, this may be the year of the sleeveless hoodie workout hoodie. I may start wearing that to the gym because I think I could rock it. Um, that, that may be a, uh, that may be something I add to the list this year. Number two, a 300 meter row as fast as you can. Now, if you're doing this one, Houdini, you see a uh, row machine at the gym you go to. 300 meters, as fast as you can, shoot for under a minute. And I promise you, like 52, 53 is like you're about to puke. It's terrible. If you just shoot for that minute mark right there, you'll add that to your repertoire. You'll see what I'm talking about. That is brutal. If I'm ever training for the Olympics, I'll make sure to put that in my repertoire. (laughs) Um Number one, we're just going to keep it super simple here. Burpees. I think everybody hates burpees. Um, it's part of the uh, the low kneel workout, but burpees. I think it's kind of a, a universally hated workout. It gets the job done, though. It's a tough one. Um, yeah, number one, we'll go with burpees. Burpees are brutal. I'm going number one, pistol squats. You ever done a pistol squat? Is that where you're kind of like staggered and flip back and forth? Or is that just... You're on one leg, baby. You got a, uh, oh, yeah. you got the 15 pound dumbbell in your hand, you know, and you're going down one leg, sitting back into that chair and standing up. That is, um, that's brutal. That's as hard as it gets. That's the hardest workout out there. The pistol squat. What about the Bulgarian split squat, Chuck? Is that the oh, same that, thing? That's yeah, harder, right? That's probably harder. Yeah. The Bulgarian Shit. split squat where your foot's up on the bench and you're doing like a, a lunge squat type ordeal that for whatever reason is that's a crusher, man. I, I think that's a universally hated exercise. I, I wish I would have put that. I actually do that every now and again. I'll do the Bulgarian split squat just to let people know at the gym I'm, I'm fucking serious and I'm here to work. So why I won't throw that? that in. You know, why yeah, do you I, do that? that that's the type of workout that literally you do three sets of that and the next day you can't walk. And you're just like, right. why am I doing this? You know, why yeah. don't I want to hit the machines and do some <laughs> leg curls and some... uh quad extensions what are we doing that's the myspace top five hardest workouts on the train or off the train charcuterie boards are you on the train with charcuterie boards i don't know if you're supposed to pronounce the ch there i think it's charcuterie okay Uh, that's my guess i don't actually know that to be true but that's how i've been saying it um i think listen i think they have their place okay i really do i think a nice cheese board some you know dried fruit crackers whatever you want to call it they have their place um maybe some pastrami in there whatever kind of meat they like to throw in there they're it's all good it's all good stuff people have gone overboard though you get a charcuterie board at 
it'll run you like 65 bucks. I love cheese. There's no question about it. I love, like you mentioned, I forgot about the little jam. I don't even know what really you're supposed to do with it, but it's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. It's really the price point that has turned me off of these boards. It's just, I don't know. I think it's, I guess everything has gotten crazy, but those it's are crazy. particular. It's crazy. The only thing yeah, that I mean, stayed is TVs. You, you TVs go to a nice place. Thing. You go to a nice place and it's five cheeses, if that, you know, three cheeses, 10 crackers, a little bit of that jam and like six almonds and it's $32. And you're just like, what is money turned into? You know, that was, that was a full run at the grocery store back in my day. You know, that fed a family. Oh, yeah. Nope. That's just one charcuterie board, and you got, like, six Ritz crackers left. They won't They won't give you a, you'll be like, can I just get another couple slices of cheese, maybe another almond? They're like, yeah, another 80 bucks. It's tough, dude. It's <laughs> You never want to go somewhere. The The biggest red flag, you go somewhere, you know you're just absolutely screwed, is when the, the girlfriend's like, let's do, a char- let's do a charcuterie board. We should do a charcuterie board. And the, the tab's already at, like, 120 you're looking at a $280 bill by the end of the night. So just uh, maybe more of a PSA. Just watch out. Don't get sucked into the charcuterie boards, man. Last thing we're getting into tonight. Take a listen to what the Toronto Raptors head coach said. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in, in the fourth quarter. Like how to play the game, I all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible as Scotty Barnes, who is all star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get get uh, to to the rim without flopping and and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How's that possible? How are you gonna explain that, that, that to me? They had to win tonight. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. I had to think to myself, like, who the hell is the head coach of the Raptors? Who went on this rant? Is it, yeah, is it dark? Yeah, Darko Rajakovic. And I had, I had never, I didn't know who the Toronto Raptors head coach was ever since Nick Nurse left. The beginning of this, like, I was in absolute shock when I heard this soundbite because I didn't know he was, uh, what was like European? Obviously, he's got like a, an accent. I had no idea. I'm like, who is this guy? The big takeaway from that soundbite to me was the fact that he said Scotty Barnes is the face of the NBA. I mean, Scotty Barnes, good player. Um, I'll give you the stats live on air here in a second, but Scotty Barnes, face of the NBA, that's a tough look in there, in my opinion. And then um, just his entire rant, interesting to say the least. Press conferences, you want to talk about boring. Press conferences can be boring. They can be monotonous. They can be just stale, repetitive. Um they keep it by the vest. Coaches don't give away much. So when you get a coach that goes on a rant like this, you got to love it. Come on now. I thought it was all in good faith. It was. Oh, it was great, dude. I loved I mean, he wasn't necessarily wrong either. I think it was 20. I think the Lakers had 24 free throws and the Raptors had two in the fourth quarter, which is just like it's almost impossible to do unless they strictly shot threes. 
Um, and he's, you know, he's like, I, I understand. We respect the the all stars, but we got like superstars as well. And come on, Scotty Barnes and you know Siakam and uh, whoever the hell else is on that roster right now. Like they got R.J. Barrett and those guys. The other team has LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and I think the NBA has basically already admitted that we love to rig games anyway. So, sorry, you got to take your you got to take your punches, Toronto. Your team's not very good. You're going to get screwed over in a you know a prime slot like this when you're playing the Lakers. And the Lakers were on a bad little rut, so they were like, screw. Uh, check this, Darko Rajakovic. They said, screw this guy. We don't really care. But all time, I loved it. Scotty Barnes, 20 points, eight rebounds, five assists, 48% for the floor. Good numbers. Don't get me wrong. 22 years of age. Um, still room to get a lot better. But he's going to be the face of the NBA. Uh, we'll, we'll check up on that in a few years. I'm calling bullshit. Um, I don't know about you, but we all know who Darko is now. This is the Chatter with Chuck and Houdini. Have a great night, everyone.